What does it mean to be completely healthy? Welcome to the podcast where you'll find encouraging stories to help us focus on all layers of our health, the mental, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual. I'm Monica Patton, and these are the parts of us. Today, we welcome yoga instructor Courtney Willingham, who brings a unique form of healing to our downtown community each week. With her early beginnings as a dancer, Courtney now uses movement to heal the body and provide therapy through physical, mental, and spiritual practices. Relax, breathe, and join us. There's this farm, and they're just opening, and maybe they need a helper. And so I feel like I just got debt, like... I just jumped in at a perfect time. They were having a baby, and they're like, actually, we need someone. I was like, me and this other girl, we were the first employees, and besides, like, the two couples. So anyway, I feel like that was, um, we just kind of, I got to, it was kind of like an apprenticeship, I feel like, you know, just following some, some people around who had been farming for a long time, and I didn't. I knew that I loved it. I knew that I loved it when I was doing it, but it wasn't really until after maybe a year after I stopped working there that I was just like, okay, there's this deep like longing in me to just be farming again. It was so healing to be in the dirt, hands in the dirt every day. So therapeutic to, you know, hear the sounds and the rhythms of nature all around you all. You know, the even the weather. It was just to be immersed in that every day was just like the most satisfying thing for my soul. <laughs> so it it seems like outdoors you figured out that nature, which mm-hmm. I mean we know all the the evidence behind that, but nature truly is yeah. healing. So the more things we can do outdoors, yeah, yeah, the better, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so I had kind of just tried to find other other small farms that needed a little bit of help here and there and jumped into a few, like, I guess, projects, I would say, with, um, like, Wolf Thicket and with Crabtree Farm in Chattanooga. And um, and then my brother actually sent me this, like, link to a um, piece of land for sale in Valley Head, and he was like, this would be perfect for you, you know, and it's – it has Town Creek. It has a pond. It's like 20 acres. So it's some land, but not like overwhelming. Huge amounts. Yeah. Barn, tiny house. It's already fenced. Great pasture. Like it's already set up. Basically, it was like this. I mean, so many other times when you buy land, you have to do the clearing and it takes years to even get it to that point. It's kind of like you were just kind of like, here's <laughs> yeah. this perfect little farm. Do you want to take, the, you want to take this yeah. over? And, and so, um, yeah, I, I was like, yeah, I think I want to do it. And he, um, he was at first wanting to like jump in on some of it with me, but decided not to. He, he got a job uh, coaching and teaching in Sylvania. So oh, he's he was like, busy. I need to like focus on this. But anyways, my boyfriend is like really interested in animals and he's going to help me with like that um part of the farm and probably vegetables too but um oh wow so this yeah. is kind of like your next yeah this is going to be like full time with with teaching yoga yeah. but um yoga on the farm yes can we do yoga on the farm <laughs> yeah there's I like that idea you know at first it's going to start with just growing things but the, right. i have like future plans of maybe having some like events there and and i mean yoga could start now but um stuff like that down the road but well that's exciting i can't see i just i can't wait to see where you take that yeah i'm excited cool okay so talking about yoga let's let's get into it so i i know you've taught for a while but i really don't know your story as far as maybe how you initially were introduced to yoga and Maybe why you got into it first place. Could you tell us about that? Yeah. So I grew up training as a dancer, um, like ballet and all kinds of disciplines of dance, I guess. And um, 
my plan was just to pursue that after high school. And I kind of, I did kind of follow that venture for a little bit and then found myself kind of deciding like, okay, maybe this isn't exactly what I want to do. And it was sometime in that process, I moved to Nashville and I was living there, going to some auditions and doing stuff. And then, um, I don't know, there was just a yoga studio. I still remember exactly where it is. It's like in East Nashville. It's called uh, Sanctuary Yoga. And I just was like, I think I'm going to try yoga. You know, I was like 18 or 19 and started going like every day. And um, for at that time in my life, it was more of like, I need to have this outlet to express movement, you know, and, and, you know, it's a it's a great workout. It's a great. Um, there are lots of great benefits of yoga for your physical body, and I think that's kind of where I started. And then that was, you know, I'm, I'm 28, so that was almost 10 years ago. Wow. Um, and ever since then, it's it's always been a constant. Um, I'm a rock climber and a runner, and I like to do adventure stuff, and I've always found yoga to be a good balance with that stuff because it's it's just um, it's kind of like therapy for your body after you know doing a big intense climbing day. Your your back needs some stretching, and or maybe just um, if you're not if you're not, I guess other times I've not been like super. I'm trying to think there's not really any times that I've personally not been super active, but I know that if I'm, um, you know, sitting or something for a long time, it really helps. But um, I went through yoga teacher training in 2020. So I started it in January. Well, that was a crazy yeah. year. To- <laughs> you, I mean, in January, we didn't know that it was going to be like this. So I can't imagine what the start of the pandemic would have been like without it we had to go virtual uh, you know obviously but I feel like even in that virtual context we the group of us really had a close bond and I feel like the instructors um still made it very personable some I guess maybe because we we were all going through this like crisis together and yoga teacher training is is a very um it's it's like therapy too i keep saying all this stuff is like therapy but there's that's when i really um really started peeling back layers of like okay there's a lot more to this than than just i mean i had i'd experienced the benefits of learning breathing techniques and going through the poses and um just the general, the basics of a yoga practice. I'd experienced that, but I hadn't really made the deep connections of like, okay, our, we are mind, body, spirit. We're not just like. They're all connected. Yeah. And I, um, so I learned a lot about the history of yoga, where it began. And um I think there's a big misconception about it that it's like this cuckoo thing that you have to be this specific person to practice yoga. But really what I learned and how I like to teach and practice is that it's it's for anyone and everyone, no matter where you are on your walk of life. And um, if you're super, if you just want to go to yoga and want to experience the um, physical benefits and let that be it, then there's that. But if you want to really get into like, I can do some trauma healing work and yoga from learning breathing techniques and meditation and um, all of that, then that's available too. So I know that was a very long-winded <laughs> answer. <laughs> no, that was great because I, I really, I want to just touch yeah. on that right there, what yeah. you just sort of ended about. Uh, the trauma mm-hmm. and how we hold trauma in our bodies. Mm-hmm. And once again, there's, there's, there is mm-hmm. research, tons of research that are shown mm-hmm. actually counselors and uh, people that are trained in trauma are starting to refer mm-hmm. clients to do body work mm-hmm. and yoga 
how much of that has been in your training and hmm. that you've learned or maybe that you've either from the book mm-hmm. or personally what you have seen, mm. how does that work? Because mm. there, yeah. there again, I think it's, it doesn't, if you're not familiar with it, it's like, I don't know. I don't see how that's connected. Right. Could you talk about that as far as yeah. the mind-body connection? Oh, and how, yeah. yeah. I think like, just like you said, there's so much research that is, it's true that our bodies hold experiences like past experiences and even present ones and it's all you know there are areas like our hips that hold a lot of tension and and our heart chest um are like the heart the chest and the shoulders and your neck it's all known as like the gateway to the heart so if there's you know some if there are traumas our bodies can have Maybe sometimes injuries, but not often, I mean, not always is it in the form of an injury. It could just be like really tight muscles and really um, just so much stress built up over so much time. We In yoga, we can get into the like fascia in between the muscles and ligaments and like open some of that up. But yeah, um, there... There is a lot of of training that that I've been exposed to um, that's trauma based. I would really like to. So I'm a 200 hour registered yoga teacher, and you can continue that 500 hours, and then eventually there's a yoga therapy license. I would like to pursue that in the future, but and really work with um, therapists and with um, with people that are counselors that I could, you know. Um, in conjunction can, with yeah mm-hmm. with with clients that are dealing with trauma but for me I guess I can just speak for me personally I have um, I was going through a divorce in my time of teacher training and I feel like there was just so much healing that happened there just I don't know that I would have um, I don't know that I would have been open to processing it the way that I did um if it wasn't for if it wasn't for having a regular yoga practice I think I would have held it in and I think I would have um I mean there's still a lot of processing to that and other traumas I mean there's just there's just um something that comes with opening your body physically that that just connects with um, like what's going on inside. I, I just know that yoga was was what helped me the most. I mean, <laughs> through that. That's so interesting because I think most people maybe get into to yoga just like any other exercise mm-hmm. and like, how is it going to make my body look physically? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but the older I get, I'm more interested in how my body feels feels versus looks and i think Mm -hmm. yoga can do both Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. and i don't know i'm just i'm fascinated by it because and i think it's one of those things too that Mm -hmm. you might have to do it regularly Mm -hmm. i've never probably been committed enough to it but would you say that's in form of a practice versus that you use on a regular basis yeah. instead of just here and there, mm-hmm. are you really going to see the true benefits until you do it, re- you know, in a regular, like you said, a, a day-to-day yes. um, practice? Oh, yeah. I mean, I think that there certainly can be benefits just from coming, like, to one class. I think you'll notice shifts in your body. But I I can say from, from experience, um, students that I have regularly that – Maybe they got busy for a season. They'll come to me or they'll, I'll see them out and they'll be like, my back has been killing me because I'm not doing yoga. They're like, I know, I know, I know it's because I've stopped. Um, so I think that, I think the most common thing that I hear that yoga helps with for the, for most people that come to come to my classes is is back issues and I think it's from people 
either sitting for a long time or for standing for a long time or using the computer for a long time or running for it's like all these different things that people could be doing that's like one of the one of the common themes and and in yoga um i guess one of the teachings of like that mind body connection is like our spine it holds it holds the most like it's like our backbone physically but it's like also um what's the word like it's it's just our it's our backbone spiritually it's our backbone emotionally so i guess our our backs just carry and hold a lot of tension but um there there are so many physical benefits of regular yoga practice and i think um oftentimes people will say like i can't practice yoga because i'm not flexible enough or because i'm not uh, my body looks this way and it should look that way and it i think that you know, it's in, it's, it can be intimidating because it has that misconception, you know, to just come to a class and just try it out. Even me as a dancer, I've, I've gone to classes, uh, you know, my whole life and going to a yoga class intimidated me the first time. And it intimidated me for a few times just because it was unfamiliar. And I think once, once, um, once a person can just kind of get past that and and really realize that the truth is that it's not about getting it right. There's no getting it right. Everything, it's just we're on this journey of moving and breathing and taking time to pause and just spend time with your mind, body, and spirit. And if you're doing that, then you're practicing yoga. You know, sometimes students will come and and um child's pose is like the is one of the most um restorative yoga poses that you can do and sometimes you know maybe the most the person that may look the most physically in shape might be sitting in child's pose for the whole hour because that's what they need mind body and spirit and what you need mind body and spirit changes every day so I think that the greatest benefits that can come from a yoga practice um, are from not seeing it as, okay, this is this is what I'm going to do to change the way my body looks. That's such a big issue in our culture. I mean, we're so, we are just so um, influenced, I guess, by oh. things like, I don't know, social media is a major one. For women especially, yeah. don't you think? Yeah. And and yeah, I mean, you will experience that your your physical body will feel better, number one. Um, it may look a little different, but like you said, it's just it's more it's all about feeling better. It's all about feeling better. Right. So you've talked a little bit about the physical benefits. Mm-hmm. What what would you say are the emotional, mm. mental benefits that you have found mm. a regular practice has done for you? Yeah. And Ooh. maybe just seen in, in others as well. Yeah. Well, I'll say this. When I was back to the Nashville times, <laughs> when I was going to those classes, I would just push myself so hard. I would show up and I would just think I have to do every single thing that the teacher does because um, that's what yoga is, right? That's what I thought. Like, I just need to go and push really hard. And um, even if it's, like, not feeling good for my body at all, it's just, like, trying so hard. And now that I have – what what has changed is, like, oh, th- these teachers that tell you um, – that give you all these breathing exercises, teachers that give you breathing exercises and meditation guidance before class, it's, like – that is what causes the major shift so that you can be able to we take we call it like take the yoga with you it's not just it's not just something that you do on your mat for an hour it's something that goes with you so now now that i've learned or no 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 i haven't learned i'm learning <laughs> every single time i'm learning more about at the beginning, when I show up and roll my mat out, I just really try to pause and 
notice what's going on in my body. I mean, how we don't do that. We don't take time to just pause and notice, not without an expectation. I think sometimes we may try to do that, but we we're oftentimes just thinking, okay, I feel maybe I feel really horrible. Um, but I feel like I should feel great. So I'm concentrating on that, but you really need to just be aware of, okay, this is what's hurting. This isn't, maybe it's, you know, something physical. It could be something emotional, but when we can take time to notice what's going on, it it just really helps with how you proceed. So it's like, okay, I'm feeling pretty bad. So I need to just give myself time today. I need to rest. How I mean, we don't rest. No, we don't. And and rest is rest is a pra- like you have to practice rest. It's mm-hmm. an intentional act, and mm-hmm. because rest is not built into our our culture. I mean, it just yeah. isn't. Um, I don't think it's really praise. Actually, I think it's looked down on. Yeah. And but we need it. Yeah. We have to reflect. We can. We need to be thinking about how do I feel, and if I feel terrible. That's okay. Yeah. Like you said, maybe I just need to lay in a child's pose for <laughs> for an hour. That happens to be my favorite yes. my favorite pose. And I don't yeah. know all the poses, but yeah. it truly feels good. Yeah. I love it. There's there's just something about about that pose you can really feel you can feel your breath in your body. Um and something about the forehead connected to the ground, it's it's very grounding. It's a humbling posture. It's it's like a posture of I need um maybe something bigger than me, than just me trying to do all of this you have never all the time. That. Um, yeah. But I know personally that um one of my teachers, her name is Ashi. And she's in Chattanooga, but she, every class really emphasizes on breathing. I mean, before we even do anything, we spend 15 minutes, maybe sometimes 30 minutes just on breathing practice. And that has helped me so much in, in, um, situations just, just, um, they're frustrating. (laughs) Why does breathing matter? (laughs) Yeah. Really? Why? Because I think it's yeah, something. That's okay, good. we all do it. Yes. If you're alive, you're breathing. Yeah. But good, productive, mm. deep breathing. Yeah. I, that has to be. Oh, yeah. An intentional thing, right? Oh, what yeah. What does it do to our bodies? Well, when we when we breathe, um, like deep, full breath, it calms your nervous system. It sends oxygen throughout your body so that it, you can relieve tension. It it can just lower your heart rate. If you if like me, when I get amped up or anxious or nervous, um, all, a lot of us, I think, our hearts just start racing. And learning to breathe, it can be it can be just a practice of inhaling for five counts, holding your breath, and then exhaling for five counts. Do that ten times in a row. I mean, really try it, and it will, it will do wonders for how we respond to anything. I mean, I, there are situations in my life before I was aware of of practicing deep breathing techniques that would just cause me to go in this like I, I like to call it like the avalanche. Like I'll get an avalanche of emotions, of anxiety, of just. Things that keep rolling, and you have to do something to stop the avalanche, or it's going to keep rolling. So you have to put up a barrier. And for me, that's been breathing, mm-hmm. just slowing down, pausing, taking a minute to breathe. And maybe, I guess, a lot of times we feel like we have to respond immediately to things um, in our culture, and we really don't. We don't have to respond immediately. You know, I think just pausing and saying like. I need a moment going outside and breathing or whatever it is. I think just using the breath, using breath work has helped me more than more than anything. It calms you. It helps you, like you said, be less reactive, Mm -hmm. more just respond to things. I think if we all did that. Yeah. We would live in a calmer, (laughs) 
universe, don't you? <laughs> yeah. My teacher, she always says, if everyone practiced yoga, the world would be totally different. Totally different. And I think that's true. I'm not saying that yogis have it figured out or we have it all. We There's just an awareness that comes with practicing yoga. We don't. I don't do that every time I get anxious or frustrated or... I don't do that every time, but I have an awareness of like, I know this would help me, mm-hmm. <laughs> even if I neglect to do it. Right. Um, yeah. Well, and like you said, you run, when you run into those, those clients, or I don't know if you call them clients, but mm-hmm. the people in your classroom. Yeah. And say, my back's been killed. I can tell yes. I haven't been. Or maybe, I'm sure... Like you said, I mean, when when you haven't been practicing it, you notice the emotional, mm-hmm. you know, toll it, it takes. So mm-hmm. I think when any practice works for you, first of all, you got to practice it mm-hmm. and see all the benefits. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. it's just the more things that we can do and bring into our lives. I think yoga is a wonderful tool to mm-hmm. just, like you said, if nothing else, just teach you how to breathe and the por- the, the importance of your breath and how it can yes. affect you and you can be sitting anywhere and mm-hmm. and like you said, take those. I'm I'm a big believer of the deep breath, the deep yeah. breathing. Like it's just it's so helpful, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And there's you know, there's as you um you can go really deep into this like breathing technique stuff. I mean, there's there are breathing techniques that are geared specifically toward fighting some really deep anxiety and really deep like intense stress like lion's breath or breath of fire um lion's breath is just breathing in through your nose and then just letting your tongue fall from the roof of your mouth opening your mouth and just exhaling it out releasing heat from your body there's heat that builds up it's like what happens when our hearts start beating really fast, we get hot. I think that's why sometimes when people get mad, they start sweating. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we need to, it's like really a way of releasing the heat. And then there's another one that's called Nadi Shodhana, and it, bre- it means alternate nostril breathing. And that that's just like you cover one nostril. It sounds super weird, but it really, it helps. Um you breathe in through one nostril, and then you breathe out of the other nostril. And then you breathe in through the same one, and then breathe out through the other one. And that that can help equalize your, your body. So we're, um, I guess, <laughs> we have two. Um, I mean, it's, it's scientific. We have a left brain and a right brain. They do different things. We have, like, a left side of the body, a right side of the body that that hold different kinds of emotions. Um, The right side is the sun side. It's more fiery, more like strong and vibrant. And then the moon side, the left side is more um, creative and more um, airy. And, um, and sometimes they both have positive and negative emotions, right? So we, that's one way to balance our physical, mental. Interesting. um, Yeah. That's that's an interesting breath practice. I'm trying to think. There are so many. Um, I like to just call it big belly breathing is what I like to call I don't know if that's a real yoga term or not, but it's <laughs> what we do a lot in, in yoga. I think that people, um, we're just taught to, I mean, me as a ballerina, I was always taught to look in the mirror and what you see that's hanging out, quote unquote, suck it in we're we're taught i mean i think as women even men i think we feel like we need to like be uh tense a lot with not but when you just, are tense your belly does like it, it's not like oh i'm gonna tense my belly it just does it, it just, just does that. it just does it yeah and it's it's so good for our digestive system um it's good for just your whole body to do this big belly breathing. If you put your hands on your belly or one hand on your belly, one hand on your heart, that's a very common way to do this breath in yoga. And when you inhale, you really, I like to call it just um, inflate your belly like a balloon, right? You have a balloon in your belly kind of picture that image and then you inflate it. Like you really let it be big. Just fill your belly with air. And then when you exhale, you let it all back out. And it's like um, when you 
when you use your hands on your body and feel your breath, I think it helps your mind to not um, just jump around. We have squirrel squirrel brain is what I call it a lot. We just we just get bored. We get bored so easily, um, especially with just sitting and breathing. It's it's hard to focus. It is, and just my personal experience. I don't know if everybody else is like this, but when I have attended a class, it is so hard to just sit still. Yeah. And like, just it, like, honestly, I feel like when I, when I finally get it down and feel comfortable, it's, it's like, it's over, <laughs> yes. you know? And I'm like, okay, that's why I need to do this more. It, it shouldn't be this hard. Yeah. I think the more, the more you do it, the easier it is to, to just kind of arrive in that uh, mindful awareness mm-hmm. space mm-hmm. of just where you're, ready to practice yoga but I think that anyone no matter what their walk of yoga is we all have days where it's like I was in that yoga class and all that I could think about was getting a burrito afterwards you know (laughs) (laughs) because you're hungry or that thing that's been bothering you the whole day right you know maybe maybe that's the only time you've been quiet enough to really realize okay this is what's been bothering me yeah and that's okay too right you know yeah just what's important is that we keep showing up and we keep just making ourselves available to receive um, whatever it is that we can learn from this yoga practice. Um, and I think that's why your classes are so beautiful and accepting mm-hmm. of I don't have to come in in this perfect state of mind with this perfect body or, <laughs> no. you know, be totally in shape or, Mm-mm. you know, just come as you are. Yes, and yes. I don't feel like every exercise, every form of exercise, and even teacher is like that. You know, yeah. I think that's what's so nice. So can you tell us a little bit about what different kinds of yoga there are, or at least or at least the different forms that you typically teach, yeah. or maybe you prefer? Yeah, um, sure. So there's there's a lot of different forms of yoga. I mean, so, so many. Um, I guess I'll just start with this, though. The history, the brief history of yoga is it originated in Mysore, India, um, with a practice called Ashtanga yoga. And people still practice Ashtanga. It's a very popular um, form of yoga that is um, a series of the same poses, and it has basically like separated sections and that specific form of yoga is meant to really teach you discipline and and you do it in the morning very early before the sun comes up it's a very traditional practice you honor the culture when you do it it's done in a heated room to um, kind of resemble how it would feel in India without air conditioning um there's different ways to to take a ashtanga class um and the whole practice is in sanskrit which is the language of yoga that all well i can't say all that's most forms of yoga use sanskrit um to name the poses and it's it's an indian language that um that they still they still use sanskrit today Sanskrita <laughs> and um, anyway there's um, in Ashtanga there's um, there's a form that you can just follow someone along or there's either a teacher that's sitting there calling out the poses there's chanting and meditation in Ashtanga Ashtangis don't practice yoga when there's a full moon it's like a very traditional cultural practice I don't have um, honestly, if I'm being open and honest, I'm um, I have a hard time committing to doing the same exact thing every day, and I think it would help me. I think Ashtanga would help me because you you show up and literally five days a week you do the same exact thing, and um, you show up really early too. <laughs> and so I think people that I know that have practiced Ashtanga and have done it for a long time. Um, they seem like they live very balanced lives. They're going to bed early. They're they're eating very healthy because, you know, if you're staying up late, if you're drinking beer, if you're drinking Coke, if you're drinking, you know, something heavy and eating heavy, it's going to really affect how you feel at 5 a.m. Right. Um, 
And so that one is something I'd like to get into someday when I'm when I I don't know if you're ever ready to start practicing Ashtanga, but that sounds intense. Yeah. I think it would I think it would help me have some structure. I'm a very airy, like go with the flow person and structure's been my biggest challenge always. So I'd like to try it sometime. But other than that, vinyasa is like the most commonly practiced form of yoga in the West, like in in the States. Um, And it's vinyasa, all that it means is um, is like flow of movement. So it it can mean anything. Right. But there are um, there are tons of different ways that people teach it. Usually how vinyasa yoga is taught is um, kind of starting out with some breathing exercises and starting with a little bit of stretching. You could call it like warming up, I guess, and then getting into a flow of movement, like a sequence of movement. Sometimes it's more challenging. Sometimes it's um, not focused on the physical challenge, but it may be like maybe a pretty calm or mild um, flow of movement. And then it goes back into like some stretching, ending with maybe meditation or some breathing again. And then um, all yoga. I shouldn't say all because I'm sure there's people out there that do things different <laughs> that I don't know. But generally in yoga, you end with um, Shavasana, which is just a completely still without any movement, just breathing and just laying down, or you can be seated. Um, and I think Shavasana specifically, that pose of just being still, it's very uncomfortable sometimes for some people at first, like me, I'm, I'm a, I'm a busybody. I just move and, and, um, and I, I really struggle with being still, but that has helped me more than anything the practice of just staying in Shavasana, just staying even a little longer than you really want to. Um, so what are some class? So other than what you just talked about, yeah, to kind of make our listeners yeah, aware yeah, yeah, of yeah. what, if they come to your classes yeah. and we're going to talk about where, where yeah. they can find you, what would be some practices, some classes, some names that I guess they could Google if they yeah. want to, um, yeah. and I have a funny story to say um, to tell you about that too, um, because there's there's so Love many it. different types. But yeah. you can just show up and be like, "That's not what I was expecting." Right. But what are some classes that you offer? Right. I offer basically. I like to call it most mostly what I offer is like a mindful vinyasa. I like to call it that because um, I think sometimes in in yoga studios specifically. When you see the word vinyasa, a lot of people associate that with like a workout because it is a lot of movement. But I I like to go a little bit slower and I like to kind of walk in the walk in the room and see who showed up and ask the question. I mean, I always come in with a plan, but I like to ask, you know, how's everybody feeling? You know, do y'all do y'all kind of want to go a little slower how you know just try to gauge who's in the classroom and sometimes there's 80 year old women that come in the same room as like some athletic younger guy you know who wants to do headstands um so i really like to offer a lot of options so that Mm -hmm. no matter where you are um, if this is your first day, you've never ever practiced yoga before, or if you do this every single week, multiple times a week, then you can show up and feel like, okay, you got something. That's what's cool I mean, about you've yoga. Been, you've yes. been there. You've yeah. been in class. You can. There's um, all different kinds of, like you said, ages yeah. and backgrounds and just, you know, men and women. And I just don't mm-hmm. feel like there's a lot of other maybe exercise or, yeah. you know, I don't know, classes that will draw people from all different kinds of backgrounds. Yeah. And that's that's really cool. So yeah. funny story. Yes. <laughs> I love <laughs> so it. So I don't I can't recall what the name of the class was, I but it. it was it required two people. Oh, like a part acro yoga or yes. something. <laughs> okay. That was, <laughs> I've, that's funny. I wanted to share this because you know, you go back, you know, go, talking about being intimidated mm-hmm. or saying, I don't know what this is. Or, I don't know if I can do this. But 
I am in my forties, probably <laughs> rewind. I may not have been like, what is that? I'm like, well, I'll just go yes. and figure it out. Okay. So I get there and I kind of missed the part that you needed a partner. I don't know. If <laughs> Was you I this? teaching this? Yes. Yeah. With, um, I think Sharon Todd. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so I get there oh, and gosh. everybody's coupled off. <laughs> and I was like, oh gosh, okay, do I just bail or do <laughs> I just try to make it work? Okay, a friend of mine saved me. I mean, she oh, just yeah. came from the heavens and showed up <laughs> and was my partner. And, yes. but yeah, all that to say, and actually we did some yeah. like some poses that you guys I did, did great. not physically th- think that I could do. Yeah, okay? I remember uh, that. Just from having kids, my back is not as, you yeah. know, my stomach is not as strong as it used to be. Yeah. But anyway, the thing of it was, is we had fun. Yes. And I always, <laughs> I always like just leave a yoga class yeah. and I love all of your classes. I've, I've been a few different ones, but I leave and I feel better. Like good. I just, I, I'm in a good mood. I yeah. physically feel, feel better. And like you said, like just knowing that I don't have to perform at a certain mm-hmm. level that my body is not able to do. Yeah. You can try it. But at the very least, I feel better. Yeah. I feel calmer. I may have had a good time. Yeah. That one brought <laughs> a lot of laughs for myself and maybe yes. some people in the class, but I just think we need that yes. on so many levels. Yes. It's, it doesn't have to be so serious. No. I feel like sometimes you, you know, I think that like, oh man, this no, you can't make a sound and you have to just be like zenned out right, or whatever. But right. really, I mean, I love it when people laugh in class and when they, you know, they're, they're these two ladies that come every single week and they 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 um will know who they are if they listen to this and I love it but they come we're not gonna the, say names but no. you know who you are I love it they come and they're on the front row and they just kind of like they just cut up every now and then they just laugh if if something you know if something comes up that makes them laugh they laugh and I'm like I love that well, that's good for your soul yes it makes it makes everyone feel like okay I can like Yes. Ooh, calm down a little uh-huh. bit. This is not so serious. Right. It's not so serious. Okay, Courtney, tell us where we can find you. Mm-hmm. Where all <laughs> are you teaching these days? What's Yeah. If anybody's interested. Yeah. Um, I teach every Thursday at Hunt Hall at six o'clock in Fort Payne. Um, sometimes that building is being used, so we use the opera house. In the in Hunt Hall, let me say, is Oh, yeah. By the opera house. Yeah. Okay. So any, anyone's not, I, I think it's one of those things that kind of is missed unless yes. you have ever gone. So, yeah. And it's it's usually me. Um, we're open to, I say we, this yoga in Fort Payne that I've been teaching started at Blue Jug in Fort Payne. They um, they had a few classes right before the pandemic started. And um, someone who used to work there started teaching and then she moved away, and then I started working there, and I also taught yoga, so it just kind of worked out when we were able to start that again. Um, so Jason and Sarah at Blue Jug have been super helpful with um, communicating to folks in Fort Payne to just see where else we could go practice yoga once we outgrew their space. So we've we've used the park. Sometimes we'll use the park um, on, on like a Saturday morning or something like that, Um but you can always follow me on Instagram. It's um, my Instagram is at underscore court Eden. Um, and my name is Courtney Willingham. So you can look me up and find that um, on Facebook, too, if that's better. Or um, Blue Jug always posts it um, every Thursday. And what I was going to say is if I ever can't teach, there's... Um, a guy named Giorgio. Oh, that he's good too. He, yeah, he is um, very. He's he teaches a little bit um, differently than me, so it's fun to have different personalities. And I wanted to say this that we we want to. If there are other teachers that want to teach there in Fort Payne, we really want it to be a community thing. We don't. I never wanted this to be like. You know, I'm doing this. Exclusive. Yeah, we want everyone who wants to teach that teaches yoga to f- just come up and come out and join us and teach a class. Um, also, on Tuesdays, starting 
We don't know. I don't know when it's going to start. On Tuesday, starting soon. Let's say okay. that. Okay. There will be another class at 6 o'clock Great. at Hunt Hall. Or we might have to use the Opera House, but um, it's always posted every every week, so you can always, you know, look on Instagram and see it. I always post it on my story, but not every week on my actual page, but you can know for sure that you can show up at 6 o'clock, and it'll it'll be happening. <laughs> Do you ever foresee your own yoga studio or mm. a yoga studio locally? Mm. Is there one? Um, I don't know of one. I don't know of one either, but I am interested if the space became available and if the interest was like... Okay, listeners. Yeah. If, if people want to want to keep practicing i think that's uh what we're hoping that this extra class will kind of show us like you know are people wanting two days a week if if so then that gives that gives me a lot more of um motivation to really start looking for a place i've i'm definitely interested um it's just more of of gauging the interest Mm -hmm. yeah i mean also, uh, I wanted to mention this. I don't know if you knew, but last Saturday, was it last Saturday? Two Saturdays ago, I did a yoga and hike in the Little River Canyon. Oh, cool. How did and that go? I know that um, Destin also does those. And so there's there are other um, teachers that teach yoga in Fort Payne, but it was great. It it was, um, we hiked down Martha's Falls Trail and we practiced yoga on the rock and people swam afterwards and yeah it was really fun okay so those are several Mm -hmm. opportunities to just if they follow you they can probably Mm -hmm. locate some of these opportunities oh yeah i always always like i said i always post it on my story um if there's ever anything special i'll definitely make an actual post like the hike um but yeah follow follow on instagram and facebook and and you are a really fun person to follow anyway. Oh, I feel I like you know. just, you posted a quote the other day that I just screenshotted. I loved it. So you just, you have mm. a lot of mm. just interesting, thoughtful Aww. ideas and mm. it's positive. I, I mm. like to follow a lot of positivity. I mean, it's just, Aww. I think we got to be careful. Yeah. Who we follow. Yes. And who we read. I definitely hope to, um, to make it positive and make it, Make it real, you know. Real's I f- good. Mm-hmm. I feel like um, that's important to me. I just, I think sometimes my therapist, um, just a brief story. She told me that her husband, her and her husband, were on a mountain biking trip, and they were arguing the whole time. And they get to the top and take a picture and post it on Instagram, and, and are like, "We're having such a great time." And she was like, "We are not having a great time. <laughs> this yeah. is horrible." Um, so. I don't know. I think that being vulnerable and open, you know, not oversharing, but right. just I just like to keep it real. Right. And You're not like toxic positivity, yeah. as they call <laughs> yeah. it. But, you know, just yeah. we do have, you know, look at the the brighter side of mm. it or just like you said, however, you're, whatever you're going through, you're being real about. And yeah. I, I think we can't get enough of that. Just authenticity mm. with mm. each other. So let's finish up by. Mm. I've asked maybe the past couple people that mm. I have interviewed, just yeah. everyone I'm going to be asking this question. What's your favorite practice? Okay. And you that. can't say yoga because yes. like we know you practice <laughs> yoga. That's an easy. Uh, any Anything, any kind of practice or rhythm that you love, that you find helpful, that you find just brings you joy, or maybe it's fun, maybe it's serious, maybe it's not. Yeah. Um, that's hard to pick one. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I think for me, I would just say adventures in general. Um, I think that rock climbing and hiking and getting outside, just getting outside to play is something that, um, that I I really value and, and I think it's important. I think it's important to not not get um, off track with always, always being 
busy. I mean, our lives are so busy. We're just full of and our days are full. Yes, productivity. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. It's okay. It's yeah. okay to just not be productive and go climb a rock for a day and hang out with your friends while you're doing it, you know, and just enjoy um, company of, I, I would say, adventures with friends, with my dogs, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, I think it's fun. I think that's important. I think fun having is fun important. is important. Mm-hmm. And I also think it's it's a great way to de-stress when you're physically active and when you're outside breathing air that's in nature, hearing the sounds and experiencing all that you experience. I mean, it's just it's just um, something I wouldn't trade. I would never ever um i would never choose to be rich or i would never choose to have a a job that's uh better than one that would better in the terms of making more money or uh a title that's like i don't know um considered greater than whatever i would never choose that lifestyle than just kind of living more simply and getting to be outside as much as possible. (laughs) Well, I think you're doing it. And Uh, I think it's working for you. And I think you're inspiring. mm -hmm. And I'm so thankful to know you and glad that you are teaching within our community. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to see what you do with the upcoming farm and the new yoga classes. I think Mm -hmm. it's going to be great. And I hope people will check you out. Thank you. Thanks, Courtney. Thanks for having me. Yeah. It's been fun. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Parts of Us Podcast. You can visit our website at partsofuspodcast.net or check us out on Instagram. We would love to hear from you, whether it be suggestions for the podcast, testimonials, sponsorship opportunities, or general feedback. Email us at monica at partsofuspodcast.com or reach out to us on our social media. This podcast represents the views and opinions of Monica Patton and her guests. Its content is presented for informational, educational, and entertainment purposes only and should not be taken as medical, psychological, or legal advice. Please contact a professional for specific questions. This content does not represent any place of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information shared is accurate, comments, suggestions, or correction of errors are welcome.